Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. So if the Heat win this thing, if they win this thing, I realize most people are thinking that feels like a long shot after last night. I'm not going to get any credit for it because people consider me the Heat homer. I don't know how fair that is. Drew Carter filling in for Joe Fortenbaugh tonight. This is Joe and Amber, even though Max Kellerman apparently has never listened to this show. Hello, Drew. (laughs) Hi, Max. Hi, Max. He's definitely (laughs) listening now. Listening now. After that talking to he got this morning from you, Amber. Although you don't count. Apparently. Apparently you don't count. Not. So it's just me on the show tonight, I guess. It's been a it's been every day I've been tuning in to that morning show hearing Max that it's just him and Kendrick Perkins and there's nobody else in the national media who's given the heat any credit or taken the heat and I've been sitting there every time I hear him say it like hello. Hello. Right. Right. You just tune pu- in to Joe and Amber Max. Goodness. Punching air. Come Big on, timer. Max, take a listen. In in case anyone's wondering where Joe is tonight. Uh out in Vegas, there was an alien sighting, and I think he's been abducted by those aliens. Uh, there was a UFO sighting. James Steele, our producer, told us about it. Mm-hmm. Eight to ten feet tall aliens with big eyes, and apparently there was a 911 call and a report. Of course, this has never happened before. There's never been a UFO sighting or an alien sighting. This is the first time it's ever happened. And I think right. Joe was abducted by those aliens. But it worked out great for me. Thank you, aliens, because now I get to co-host this show. Yes, there you. is apparently a Las Vegas family that is claiming that the aliens landed in their backyard. Of course, they failed to take a picture or a video of said aliens, even though we all have cameras in our hands at all times and take pictures of all sorts of things that frankly nobody should take pictures of or videos of they failed to get it of the aliens so just a rough luck their phones must have been inside on the chargers when the aliens landed you know how it goes come on you see a 10 foot alien running at you in your front yard your first thought is let me grab a photo for my instagram story no way your first thought is i'm about to be probed let me run inside and call 911 do you know how popular i'd be on instagram like my social media presence sucks. I'm just going to say it. You can find me on Instagram at Amber W Sports. Nice you can plug. find him as well. What is it? I don't want to look at it. Droodle. Droodle 25. Drew there you go. Droodle 25. I almost have it memorized. I was Alien actually going to say Droodle 25. There you go. You can find him on the gram as well. We're both big influencers. Do you mm-hmm. imagine, though, how many more followers I would have if I went live with 10 yeah. foot aliens chasing me, like that's the way to do it. It's not the sexy photos, you know, it's not, it's not the butt shots on the gram. Okay. It's the 10 foot alien. Like that's going to get the followers. Right. I mean, alien beat is prosperous for sure. You would get lots of followers. Joe, stop tweeting out gambling stuff. Start tweeting out alien stuff. It's in your backyard. Apparently, maybe literally. So get on the alien beat. You can be the new insider. I'd like to think if I did the sexy photos, that would also get the followers. But I feel like the aliens uh, would rate better. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. Round out your protection, life, phone, and pet health insurance. So I've stalled long enough. And I guess I should talk about what happened last night. There was an alien that I witnessed play basketball (laughs) last night. His name, of course, is Jokic. 
I mean, that dude is practically an alien out there. He might as well. It would explain a lot, frankly, mm-hmm. if he came from not just a different country, but actually a different planet the way that he plays basketball. The Denver Nuggets beat the Miami Heat last night, 109-94, to on a quite literally historic night for the Denver Nuggets. It wasn't just Jokic with a triple-double last night. It was Jamal Murray, and it was the first time in not NBA Finals history, Drew. It was the first time in NBA history that two teams have had a plus 30-point triple. I mean, two teammates have had a plus 30-point triple-double that happened against my Miami Heat. Yeah, so tough for you. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I think, you know, there's no state tax in Florida. People down there love to talk about it, but... I do think there is city tax for Miami. You actually have to pay Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic directly because they own the city of Miami. Oh, I they, see what you did they, there. I they, don't they, like they it They have one the bit. deed to really all of Broward County and Dade County because last night was simply epic. And the crazy thing, A-Dub, is they didn't get a whole lot of help. You know, the narrative, and we even, we even heard it in that Sports Center update, the, the narrative that everyone talks about is the Nuggets are more talented than the Heat, and eventually that's going to shine through. That's why Denver will win this series. I don't think that after the top two, Murray and Jokic, there's that much of a disparity. I've thought that for the entire playoffs. Everyone said the same thing about the Celtics and about the Bucks. They're more talented than the Heat. That might have been true when the Miami guys were drafted, or more accurately, not drafted. They have a bunch of no-name guys, but they're all really good NBA rotation players now. They didn't get a whole lot of help from those guys, and neither did the Nuggets, but it just did not matter because those two guys were transcendent. I don't know how repeatable that is for Jokic. It seems like it is because he's the best player in the world. I think there's no argument about that at this point. Murray's great in the playoffs. He's probably not going to give you a 30-point triple-double every time. Can they get help from the other guys, aside from Christian Brown, who had a great game? Other than him... Not a whole lot from Gordon, not a whole lot from KCP, nothing from Michael Porter Jr., who got benched down the stretch of this game in favor of Brown, and they still won. That, to me, is worrisome if I'm Miami. Michael Porter Jr. uh, has had a very rough series. He's frankly had a rough playoffs. But people told me going into the series, who's going to be able to defend Michael Porter Jr.? Who's going to be able to defend KCP? I agree with you. I think people, when you looked at the names on this roster, thought this team was going to be so much more talented than the Heat. And I would say the supporting cast, the Heat's actually better than the supporting cast outside those two stars. The two stars, though, on Dallas, one of them in particular in Jokic, I mean, at any given moment, even as a diehard Miami Heat fan, I will admit the best player on the court at all times is wearing the other jersey. That's just the reality of it when Jokic is on the opposing team. But Jamal Murray last night rose to that level as well. Not Jokic level, but rose to that level, the Jamal Murray playoff level, because he has taken his play to another level in this postseason. In game two, the Heat were very effective against him. And you heard Steve Kerr say it. That's what you have to do to beat the Nuggets. You have to cut off the head of the snake, so to speak, is how he described it. And he said, it's Jamal Murray that's the head of the snake. Everything essentially goes through him, not Jokic, like you might expect. And the reason for that is because nobody can cut off Jokic in any way. Like, you're not stopping Jokic. It's why Spo got so upset with the narrative (laughs) that... 
when he was asked about it, that Jokic is a scorer, that they're making him a scorer in game two, because I just don't think that the Heat in any way want to be tied to the idea that they're doing anything to Jokic because of Jokic's greatness, right? You can't make Jokic be any which way, but you can do that better to Jamal Murray. We saw the Heat do it in game two. It felt like they took their foot off the gas pedal in terms of that defensive game plan in game three. There were some things that were still encouraging to me, even though it was a slaughter in the second half. I have not <laughs> lost hope yet. It did take a historic night from them to do what they did. Yeah, that is true. And here, here's the thing with Denver. Nikola Jokic is so good that the Nuggets' second best player is their X Factor. Usually when we're on shows like this and we're trying to diagnose who's the X factor, right? That's always a fun topic for every show. Who's the X factor for one team? Usually it's a guy, maybe he's off the bench. Maybe he's one of the starters who doesn't typically score a whole lot. Hey, if you get a big game from this guy, then they're going to win. With Denver, Jokic is good enough that their second best player is really the X factor. If those two guys play as well as they can, like we saw last night, nobody's beating this team. They are just that good. I, I feel yeah. like not only is Jokic clearly not only is Jokic clearly <laughs> the best player in the NBA. This to me is the best duo in the NBA right oh, now, and goodness. you can Go you can argue that conversation. You <sighs> can argue that, but I, to me, I think they're definitely the best duo right now because of what they've done lately. Maybe that'll change next season, but right now they're definitely the best. And I'm sorry, Amber. Your Miami Heat, if those two guys are playing like that, your Miami Heat have no chance. Our producer, James Steele, just loves that we're back to this conversation. He made me have this conversation with Joe. (laughs) Excuse me. I'm getting choked up. Mm. I'm just so emotional about this conversation. So frustrated by James Steele. He made me have this conversation after game one. And I was annoyed by the conversation that because it's it, it feels like it's not that they're not a great duo. They are a great duo, but it feels like an overreaction because, again, Jamal Murray also has taken his play up here in the postseason. If you want to have a conversation about Jokic and Murray postseason, Murray, then fine. If you want to have, well, have a conversation about regular season Jokic and Murray, then actually, frankly, it's a different conversation. But I was annoyed having this conversation after game one. Then that conversation kind of went away in game two because Jamal Murray... Had a, t- had a rough game, too. Now, all of a sudden, he's back, and we have to have the conversation about how they're the best duo in the league. It's such a reactionary oh. thing that we do. After game four, they won't yeah. be the best duo anymore, okay? I'm going to call into the show after game four, and I will <laughs> tell you the same thing. They're still the best duo. Best regular season, best playoffs, that is different. But in the playoffs, nobody's been better than those two guys. And you can go back to the bubble in 2020. The last time Jamal Murray was healthy in the playoffs – you could still argue they were the best duo. At that time, it was probably LeBron and AD. They won it all. A few years later, they beat those guys. They have the belt right now as the best duo. I'm so- sorry, Amber. Facts are facts. Well, now we will see if they can beat LeBron's former team in the Miami Heat because they still haven't done that yet. They're just up mm. two games to one. Could be a long series. Game four feels like a must win for the Miami Heat. We will continue to talk about this tonight throughout the show. But coming up next, the changes in Phoenix keep on coming in the NBA. We will get into what is happening out there. Joe and Amber is on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
loved. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Are you tired of uncomfortable, stuffy clothing when you're on the move? Task Performance is here to revolutionize your active lifestyle. Crafted with their innovative organic cotton and bamboo fabric blend, Task Performance's Carrollton Collection is Task's all-time most popular active wear. Task Carrollton Collection is breathable, moisture-wicking, and provides USPF 50-plus sun protection, keeping you fresh, cool, and comfortable all day long. Task has harnessed the natural performance qualities of bamboo to deliver amazingly soft and durable apparel produced in an ethical and sustainable manner. Whether you're hitting the gym or on the trail, the golf course, traveling, the office, or just around town, Task Carrollton Collection will help you feel better, move better, and live better. Available in dozens of colors. See what better looks like at taskperformance.com. Use code SPORTS to get 20% off. That's code SPORTS at TASCperformance.com. Task, creating the most comfortable performance apparel on the planet. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The Suns are planning on waving the point god himself, Chris Paul. The bottom line, he's 38 years of age, one of the greatest point guards in NBA history. He's got to be in a position where he's competing for a championship. So it looks like Chris Paul's time in Phoenix, Arizona is coming to an end. Joe and Amber is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. I'm having a hard time ignoring the Bo- Ghostbusters music. You're going to blow James through deal. that, Amber? So oh, I know you're going to jump in Jeez. here. <laughs> I know James is waiting for his moment. What did you want me to You just wanted me to let Ghostbusters ride? Well, I, I acknowledge it. It didn't even seem like you were going to acknowledge it. Right. Apparently it's Ghostbusters Day, which is something that's very near, near and dear to James Steele's heart. Yeah. 39 years ago today, it was released in theaters. Mm. 39 years. Come on. Okay, what are we so going to do, do for this the every big 4-0 next year, James? I don't know, but I'm... Every rejoin, Ghostbusters. I'm, I have I'm in. no doubt. I've I never have... seen that movie. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, because Drew Carter wasn't alive, probably, first of all, when that movie came out, in fairness to him. And then second of all, well, it's kind of a shame that you haven't followed up and seen it, but there has been remakes during your lifetime. So you can't deny that. But they're bad, right? That's what everybody says. Aren't they bad? From what I've heard. I've never seen seen the remakes. James looks like he just saw a literal ghost. The Ghostbuster movies are not bad. Really? I thought thought the remakes were supposed to be bad, too. There there was only one remake. It was fine, but it wasn't in canon. So was was that the female Ghostbusters? Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. I I never saw it, but I like it. It was fine. (laughs) Because women. But Uh, it just wasn't in the same realm and people as didn't the like original it. as the original as the og well, the, got the, it. the original Happy- guys were in it but they weren't their characters from the original movie and people right, hated we've already, that, especially we've already me spent way too much time we're like a right, yeah, minute and a half okay. in on ghostbusters on. we're good we covered it uh thanks though james Steele. greatest appreciate movie of all time. you 
That other voice is the voice of Drew Carter. He is filling in today for Joe Fortenbaugh. So I mentioned there CP3's time in Phoenix appears to be coming to an end. It is towards the end of Chris Paul's career, but it's not the end of his career just yet. So what is a team getting when they get Chris Paul? Antonio Daniels, former NBA guard and Sirius XM NBA radio host, was on Fitz and Harry. First and foremost, you get leadership. Um, I feel like one of the most underrated aspects in today's NBA is locker room leadership and discipleship because the league has gotten so much younger um, and guys need leadership. You look at some of the different situations that are transpiring off the floor in today's NBA. You know, guys need vets. They need vets in that locker room. And one of the things that you're getting with Chris Paul is what he's going to bring to your team outside of the four line. So you get the veteran presence with Chris Paul, and sure, that's something, but I think it's got to be the evaluation a little bit more than that because the names of the teams that I keep hearing getting thrown around with the CP3 conversation, Drew, they're not necessarily teams that I think of as needing the vet presence, right? Not particularly young teams. The Los Angeles Lakers being one of those teams that gets thrown around because obviously there's a relationship there between Chris Paul and LeBron James. Whenever LeBron has been friends with anybody... They're going to be linked to the Lakers. And we do know LeBron loves his like old school friends players. Like that's his, that's his MO, you know, anybody who's been friends with. So that's a team, Uh, another team in the Boston Celtics. I actually think that would be a good fit because as talented as that team is, you saw the problems. You saw some ball handling problems Mm -hmm. in the Eastern conference finals. They could maybe use somebody there uh, that could run point Miami heat. I'm not just God. saying that as a whole roads lead back to South Florida. Uh, come on. You don't want to mess up the, you don't want to mess up the heat culture. You don't want to mess up the heat culture. CP3 is too dominant of a personality. You need to have no personality to play for the Miami Heat. You need to make That's heat so culture. That's so true. Jimmy you need Butler to make is like the biggest personality Your ever. entire personality if you're going to play there. I feel like the Celtics make a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. They need a point guard. Like you said, they have problems mm. handling the ball, specifically Jalen Brown. I think if anyone who's in position to win a championship, needs leadership, it's them. I mean, look at what they did in the Heat series. Basically, every time they were favored, they lost. And I just feel like Chris Paul coming in could really help them. Now, the the flip side of that is CP3 hasn't had a ton of playoff success himself. So is he the guy to get them over that hump? I don't know. But I will say that Chris Paul, you know, you heard Antonio mention it there, the leadership – I think is is really worth something. This is a guy who finished fifth in MVP voting two years ago. It seems like he's fallen off a lot physically since then. He only averaged 14 points per game this year. That's a career low for him. But it's not like he's a useless player. You don't see guys like this getting waived very often, and it seems like that might be the most likely outcome for how his time in Phoenix ends. I still think he's a valuable player. He's not going to be the guy he was in New Orleans. He's not going to be the guy he was in L.A. He's not going to carry you. But I feel like in this stage of his career, he might actually be better equipped to win a championship than when he was the best player on those teams. Well, and he can't be relied on to carry you from a health perspective either because we know durability is concerned at this point for CP3's career, which is a huge reason that Phoenix is moving on from him. But I do think that veteran presence, typically when we have that conversation about 
oh, this team needs to bring in a vet. We're talking about like a really young team, right? But I don't see him joining, you know, the Grizz. I don't see him doing that and just being that veteran presence in the locker room that's there as an extension of the coach. I do think that he wants to be on a true championship contender at this point in his career because all anybody talks about, obviously, is CP3. He's never won the ring, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. Apparently, his daughter, his little daughter gets bullied about in school now. Like, it's reached that point. So I think that he is going to be looking at the options of teams that he thinks are going to be vying for a championship, one. But then also teams that have the depth. Like, the Boston Celtics would have the depth around him to allow his legs to stay fresh. So that reliance doesn't actually have to be there necessarily from a durability perspective. They could sort of pick their usage of him as a half-court general. Yeah, go full ring chaser mode, CP3. Just shamelessly chase rings. Be Gary Payton in 2004. Do that. It does. You don't have to carry the load anymore, Chris Paul. You can ride into the sunset with a championship ring, and 50 years later, no one will realize that you just rode the coattails of, I don't know, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. That ring will still be shining. I don't know. That ring would count if he gets a ring there because goodness knows they haven't been able to get over the hump before he joins that team. Coming up next, do the Heat Speaking of the team that eliminated the Boston Celtics, still have a chance to beat the Denver Nuggets. What kind of tease is that, James? What are you doing? Joe and Amber, the podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups and sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up and power your buys and tries the right way or de-stress with some cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jay Will playing both sides on that promo <laughs> for the morning show. That guy calling for the sweep for the Nuggets after game one, saying this morning that it's basically over at this point with the Nuggets up two games to one, but they're getting you hooked to tune in. Yeah, it takes, but how he can make it. Oh, this Jay Will. This, though, is Joe and Amber. It's Drew Carter filling in for Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find him on social at Drudel25. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. So I said it, the Heat are down in this series, but it ain't over, even though people may think that it seems like it's over at this point. Let's see if Kendrick Perkins is one of those. Perk, ESPN NBA analyst joining us here. And Perk, you're one of the few that believed in my Heat. Heading into this series, that was an ugly second half, particularly a very ugly third quarter last night. How are you feeling about your heat pick? Oh, I'm feeling great about it. Uh, to be honest, I mean, think about it. The series 2-1, you got an opportunity at home to even the series up. The one thing that the Heat has proven to us is that no moment is too big for them when it comes down to winning on the road. So I'm not concerned in that area. I actually thought the momentum swung a little bit with 
you know, Tony Brothers and the Gabe Benson calls in the second quarter, but give all the give all the credit to the Denver Nuggets. I thought their physicality was on another level. And I think these next this next game and the rest of the series, we're gonna see the best version of Jimmy Butler. So Just Perk, preach, what, preach, what we didn't preach do, so hard about the Tony Brothers thing. Because we're on the preach. radio, what the people didn't see was Amber fist pumping when you mentioned that. Do you want you want to expound on that so Amber well, and all the Heat fans listening can no, rejoice? I, I mean, well, the thing I, is, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, you Perk, know, I, like, have, I haven't really heard anybody mention it, and I was trying not to mention it because I don't want to sound oh. like the Homer, you know, with what Jokic oh. and Murray did. But Tony Brothers in the second quarter, <laughs> you're not lying. It, it, he was horrible. I mean, the Gabe Vincent. The uh, loose ball with him and Aaron Gordon. I thought, you know, even the one that he called when Gabe Benson was battling with Jokic at the top for the for the ball, and he he called like the wrap around the leg. And I was just like, like, like Tony, like those are non calls. That's part of physicality, and he allows so much. The officials allow so much of physicality in the paint with rebound, and it was like, and you calling this. I thought it completely changed the momentum of the basketball game. Gabe Vincent had to go to the bench. He was picking up full court, caught being a disruptor. Like, things like that changes the game. If Tony Brothers is listening and wants to tweet at us from his burner account, because it seems like that's what NBA refs do, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's Perk better, saying this. Yeah, just don't find yeah. us. It's, it's Perk saying this, not <laughs> us. Um, all right, Perk. So you tweeted last night about Jimmy Butler. Has anybody told Jimmy Butler that it's the NBA Finals? My God. What do you think we'll see from Jimmy Butler the rest of the way, and why do you think he hasn't been himself the last couple games? I don't know, but it's, it's disturbing. You, game one, 6-14. Game, game, Jimmy Butler. But you look, game one, 6-14. for game, game two, 7-19. for Last night, 11-24. for At some point, Jimmy, like, we, we – you know, your team is going to need a 30 to 40 point uh, performance out of you. Also, his energy level was low. And I understand people don't realize reaching, going to the finals. Sometimes, you know, you get worn down, you get tired. And I was, I was asking myself throughout the course of the game, is he hurt? Is he injured? Do somebody need to piss him off for him to turn up? Like, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out where's the edge? Where's the the noise talking that we saw in the first round when he was, you know, disrespecting Drew Holiday and and then in the Eastern Conference Finals when he was getting he was got into it with Grant Williams and he mimicked Al Horford like where's that Jimmy at? I haven't seen him play with passion not one game in this finals. And that's disturbing to say that's the leader. Yeah, I've been wondering, too, if it's the ankle that's still hurt. I don't know what's going on. Not that to use as an excuse, he's out there. But Let let me cut you off about the ankle, okay? As a guy that went through a lot of injuries in postseason, it's a certain time, you know, when it's about 75 minutes before the game that you actually can walk up in the training room and your doctor could be waiting right there for you and he give you a shot right in your rear side and all the pain go away for the game for the next 48 hours. So I can understand that, you know, his ankle, he did turn his ankle, but it all, it is remedies that they use that he will not be feeling pain. So I don't want to hear that right now. 
You athletes have the good good. I don't, I don't know anything about that <laughs> in my life. Kendrick Perkins, ESPN NBA analyst, joining us here on Joe and Amber Drew Carter filling in for Joe Fortenbaugh. So you mentioned there, though, the lack of sort of toughness and aggressiveness from Jimmy Butler. I sort of felt like that from the Heat as a whole last night. Now, given his energy sort of sets the tone for that team, did you feel like there was just a lack of effort? I, we were we were having the effort conversation about the Nuggets after Game 2. Was there similarly the the effort conversation here for the Heat after Game 3? Well, the fact that we got to have these conversations is disturbing because it's the NBA Finals, but I didn't see the same Heat that I saw in Game 2. They were actually fighting over screens, that was meeting Jokic early, that were contesting shots hard, that wasn't breaking coverages, that was actually rebounding the basketball, that was like, you know, in your face, I'm picking you up, making the Denver Nuggets uncomfortable. I didn't see that. And it seemed like they were very relaxed. And you could see the frustration on Eric Spoelstra's face. Like, he was even shocked that this was his team that went out there um, and, and, and displayed that uh, performance. The weird thing about Miami Perk is it seems like they play better on the road than at home. And it seems like in, in general in the NBA, home court advantage isn't as important as it used to be. Do you think there's anything to that, and why do you think that is? Well, I think it's a different level of focus when, when you're at home. And I don't know if those guys are doing that. Like you have, especially in the NBA Finals, all of a sudden, all your family members are flying in town. You're dealing with tickets. You're dealing with them. And you have to find that common ground of, okay, here your tickets the night before. You know what? I'm going to get me a hotel room, and I'm getting away, and I'm going to lock in. I just feel like a lot of teams have been letting their guards down, and I don't know why. Kendrick Perkins, ESPN NBA analyst, joining us here on Joe and Amber. So we've got to mention that last night, historic night for the Denver Nuggets. First time, not in NBA Finals history, Perk. First time in NBA history that two teammates have had a plus 30-point triple doubles. You got that last night from Jamal Murray and Jokic. Why do you think Murray was so much more effective in Game 3 than he was in Game 2? Well, we knew he was going to come out and be aggressive for us getting his own shots. He's one of the best scorers in the game today. I was more impressed with Jamal Murray and his playmaking ability. Like, he actually took on the traps, dragged them out, and made the right reads and the right passes. One, that showed me that he went and watched film on himself and corrected his mistakes on how Miami was guarding him. Two, it also shows growth. KG used to always say when you watch guys that are quote-unquote franchise young guys, when they take that next step of being from good to great, it's when they're able to get theirs and make others around them better. And that's what we saw out of Jamal Murray. Last night, it was a historical performance from uh, Jokic, but it wasn't surprising. Like, Jokic has solidified he's the best player in the world. But yo, uh, for Jamal Murray to go out there and do the way do it the way that he did it, that was beyond impressive. All right, Perk. So with Jamal Murray playing at this level, I'm going to ask you Amber's favorite question: Is this the best duo in the NBA, oh, Jokic and Murray? Well, well right now you got to give it to him. But you, you know how you. Uh, but, but but listen, you know how these conversations go. They yeah. get fluid. You know, next year 
Devin Booker and KD or Kawhi and PG could start off the season real hot, and then a week into the season or maybe a month into the season, we'll be revisiting this conversation again. But right now in the postseason, y'all got to give it to them. Thank you. That's I mean, all I'm saying. Thank right you. Why are we we're, we're right now? We're at this moment, moment is it Bam and Jimmy or is it Jokic and Murray? Fine, we'll give it to Jokic and Murray. You know uh-huh. what? But Perk's we're, right. Well, this thing's fluid. We, we'll have this conversation well, again look, next season, over and over again. Here's the here's the thing, Amber. We can't give it to them because they actually went took it. Oh. Perk, you're killing me. You're killing me. I haven't let go of hope yet, though. It's only two no, to one. We got one. We got one in Denver. That's that's what matters right now. All right, Kendrick. Thank you so much. All right, thank y'all for having me. Coming up next here on Joe and Amber, are the Dolphins about to get a new running back? We will talk about that. Miami, the center of the sports universe. Oh I know Drew and James love that. Joe and Amber's on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Delvin Cook, his time in Minnesota is done, much to the chagrin of Minnesota Vikings fan Drew Carter. Drew Carter filling in for Joe Fortenbaugh and Joe and Amber here tonight. Tell your smart speakers to play ESPN Radio. That's how you listen to us. You can find him on social at Drudel25. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Joe and Amber is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Delvin Cook, not a Viking any longer. Are you sad? I'm not chagrined. Whatever the opposite of chagrined (laughs) is, that's what I am. Look, Dalvin Cook gave the Vikings a lot of great moments and a lot of great memories. I was stoked when the Vikings drafted Dalvin Cook. He was amazing at Florida State, one of the best college running backs I had ever seen. And he lived up to that promise in the NFL. But Amber, he's 27, which for an NFL running back might as well be 87. You know, Dalvin Cook, and and I'm going to cite a a number from Bill Barnwell, which we like to do here on ESPN Radio, because Bill Barnwell understands these numbers and these figures better than anyone else covering the sport. Dalvin Cook rush yards over expectation, according to next-gen stats. In 2019, plus 106. 2020, plus 250. 2021, plus 81. Last year, minus 41. The, the cliff comes early, and it comes fast for NFL running backs. They're going to save a bunch of money by cutting Dalvin Cook or releasing him, whatever the correct term is. I think someone's going to get him and probably not pay him quite as much as he would have gotten from the Vikings. Minnesota's actually under the salary cap now, and I think it's exciting for a team where last year offense wasn't the problem. As much as everybody loves to hate on Kirk Cousins, offense was not the issue for the Vikings last year. Saving money on offense and hopefully allocating it to defense, I think, is a great move. Not to say Dalvin Cook wasn't awesome for Minnesota. He was. And I am a little bit sad thinking back on all the memories. But this is the right time to move on and let him go maybe home. Let him go back to South Florida. And now make everyone, we're talking. Everyone in South Florida, like Amber, so stoked. It is not often that you are happy to get rid of 
a pro bowler every single year since 2019. A guy who has not rushed for fewer than 1,100 yards in a season since 2018. Has rushed for 43 touchdowns in the past four seasons. That's his big fall off the cliff that you claim Dalvin Cook has fallen off of. The reality here, though, is you have a point because of that running back position. And he's almost 28 years old at 27 years old. But whoever is going to get him after Minnesota ain't going to pay him what he was going to get there. And also, they might use him as more of a rotational piece. If we're talking about the Miami Dolphins, they've already got a pretty deep room there in the running back room. This gives them another added weapon for a coach that loves to utilize weapons that can run. Dalvin Cook would certainly be that. He would be really fun to see in Mike McDaniel's offense. The problem is... They don't want to pay him, reportedly. The Dolphins have already made it very clear. Yes, we want Dalvin Cook. We're going to make him an offer. He is a Miami guy. I believe he just put up a picture on Instagram of him at the Hard Rock down there in South Florida. So I'm sure Dalvin Cook would like this as a destination. And imagine he would also want to go to a contender. And a lot of people think maybe the Dolphins could be that, particularly if a piece like Dalvin Cook joins that team. It might be the money that's the roadblock there with the Miami Dolphins, though. And several of these other teams That'll be part of the conversation. The New York Jets could be a landing spot. Do you want the rich get richer? You got Aaron Rodgers. Let's go ahead and give him some more help there. In the backfield, the Dallas Cowboys are being floated out there as a landing spot. I just want everyone to take stock of what Amber just did. The Miami Dolphins, a team that a lot of people are considering maybe a contender. Are we sure? Are I we mean, sure I'm it's just, a lot of people? I, I mean, it's, or a is lot. It just you? it's a lot of people. It's one. There's, fair one. To say. there's, there's definitely there's one. There are, there are dozens of us, dozens, saying well, the Miami Dolphins I, are going to be I mean, first of all, there's dozens on that roster alone, and then their moms mm-hmm. and their dads. And yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people you if go. you add it all up. No, the reality is a lot of people expect the Dolphins are going to be good. The question about the Dolphins is the health of Tua. If you bring him more help in the backfield... That seems like a good thing for a quarterback that has durability concerns, which is the whole problem right now with Tua Tungvaloa. Not the accuracy, not his production, not do people think that he's good enough to run that offense moving forward. It is durability, and so more help would be more helpful. Well, speaking of durability, one team you mentioned earlier that I really like here is the Jets. Brees Hall tears his ACL last year, and he was amazing. He looks like he's going to be one of the best running backs in the league. Goes down with an injury. You think he's probably going to work his way back in at the start of the season. Will he be ready? We still don't know. But even if he is, it'd be nice to have you know, a 1A to Brees Hall's 1. So Dalvin Cook coming in, even at this, yes, advanced stage of his career, he could help take some of the load off Brees Hall, at least at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. And then as Hall rounds back into shape, he can take over, be that 20-25 touch per game kind of guy. I think that makes a whole lot of sense because at this point – you know, Dalvin Cook is not a guy who I want to be feeding the rock, you know, every first and second down. He was at the start of his career. I don't think you bring him in to be a workhorse, and you certainly don't bring him in at $11 million per season, which is what the Vikings were going to pay him. I think it makes a lot of sense for Minnesota because, A, you save money. B, you hand the keys to Alexander Madison, who was basically a baby Dalvin Cook for the last couple of seasons. We're looking at Alexander Madison, who might be like a first or second round pick in your fantasy football draft this year. That's how productive the guy was when Dalvin Cook missed some time, which he's been known to do, especially the last couple seasons. Alexander Madison was uber 
productive. So it makes a lot of sense for the Vikings. For Dalvin Cook, I think he could end up in a better situation anyway where he doesn't have to carry it 20 to 25 times per game. I feel like the Jets make a lot of sense for Dalvin. A better situation in terms of production, maybe in terms of longevity of his career, probably not a better situation in terms of his bank account. That's the one wrinkle, I suppose, from the Delvin Cook side of the equation. But you're right, because both of those teams, in the Dolphins and the Jets, it's an additional piece, a rotation piece. He doesn't have to carry all the weight. He doesn't have to be the superstar running back. That's the only focus there of that offense from a running game perspective. So I agree with you. Also, importantly, for the Jets, it would keep him away from going to division rival Miami. So another added benefit, I would imagine, if you're the New York Jets. Another one that I think would be interesting is the Cleveland Browns because you've got the obvious scheme uh, fit there. Kevin Stefanski was in Minnesota when the Vikings drafted and developed Cook. That offense would fit him. He would be somewhat familiar with it, and it would probably be an easy transition for him from that perspective. Well, it's funny you bring up the Browns, Amber, because if anyone's going to overpay a running back whose best (laughs) days are behind him, you you look around, you say, who's going to make the questionable decision here? It's probably the (laughs) Cleveland Browns. Uh, That would make a lot of sense in the sense that it actually doesn't make any sense. So the Browns would probably do it. They have one of the best running backs in the NFL in Nick Chubb. I guess, again, like, Brees it helps, though. It takes some of the some of the pressure Maybe, off Chubb because it, Kareem Hunt's no longer on that roster. I just don't think that's the spot for him, especially considering they have an albatross at quarterback. I mean, considering how much money they're paying Deshaun Watson, it'd be tough for them to bring in a highly paid running back. What about the Bills? How about the Buffalo Bills? Oh, a team that has not had a lot of success running the ball the last few years when they have had one of the best passing offenses in the NFL. They've been a Super Bowl contender. They haven't really gotten much from their ground game. The younger brother is on the team, James Cook. Maybe yeah. Buffalo is a landing spot. Have we hit every team in the AFC I East think yet? That, that's do why the, I said, oh, goodness. Do the Patriots qualify as a potential Dalvin <laughs> no, Cook landing spot? Because everyone in the division should be in the sweepstakes here. Right? Well, and, and again, where is Dalvin Cook going to want to be? Probably on a contender. If you want to be on a contender and you want to play with your little brother, well, then Buffalo's probably a pretty darn good place for that. I can understand it from that perspective. I do think with the Bills, we kind of do this thing where we link like everybody to the oh, yeah. Bills now. Like any big name free agent we're like oh well of course they want to go to buffalo that's just natural but they're just that guy away from a super bowl win for buffalo so i don't know if that's what we're doing here when it comes to dalvin cook with buffalo but hey there's reasons i could see it not the craziest thing that's ever been brought up coming up next here on joe and amber how worried should i be about the miami heat we will get back into that conversation drew carter filling in for joe fortenbaugh joe and amber the podcast